I'm so lucky that I always have good leadership. I love my work. I love what I do. You know, I wake up and I don't complain. But if you know, if I have a bad leadership, that will really affect how I perform in my work. So the main, the really main thing for me is having a good leadership. They need to understand their own their own people. You know, they need to they need to take care and they need to show that they care. Because they always say the mission comes first, but the job is always going to be there no matter what. But you know, if someone like try to take their lives and then the next day there's a replacement already. For me, I think like it's just the, the leadership needs to you know do better for our military folks. Thinking of having your own podcast? Check out Anchor.fm. It's the easiest way to make one, and it's what I use for my podcast. What is life like for a military family? Hello, troopers. Welcome to the Afterthought on the Military Family Podcast, where you will hear stories straight from a military wife. And I am your host, Mommy Rich. Excited to explore adventures as a military family? Let's get started! Hello, troopers! Good day wherever you are in the world. We are again live for our recording of this next special episode, I say this special because wait till you hear our special guest, okay? Before anything else, I'd like to give an introduction to my guest. In my previous episodes, majority of my guests are affiliated with the U.S. Navy. But for this episode, I will have an airman as my special guest. He knows how to keep himself healthy by doing Muay Thai. And he has a passion for trying out new things. He's been to a lot of places, has tried foods of all sorts, and he has been crossing out things to try from his bucket list. My first U.S. Air Force active duty guest was born and raised in the Philippines, but he brought his values and love for his family wherever he goes. Let's all welcome Joseph Ramos. Hi. Hi, Joseph. Kumusta? Still foggy. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned earlier in a medyo you're under the weather. Is this right? You're not feeling a little too... Well, yes, yes. That's why my voice is like this. Nakoha, kung lahat naman ng may sakit na voice, ganyan ng voice, magkakasakit na lang silang lahat. Feeling ko talaga. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, Joseph. So you are now stationed where? If I may ask, dyan tayo magsisimula. Sisimplihan muna natin. So I'm stationed in Anderson Air Force Base. But the thing is, I don't work in main base. I work close to a few into Retidian. So there's like another part of Anderson. That's where we work. It's like 20 minutes away from Anderson Air Force Base. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I think I'm not sure if I've been there, but that is something that I think I've never heard before though. But can you give us, before we go back to your humble beginnings in the Air Force, can you just give us a brief description lang of what is the work that you do with the U.S. Air Force? 
I'm an admin, a person in the Air Force. That means I work in computer. I take care of people, like their records, just to make sure, you know, everything is correct. So it's time for the promotion. I process people when they're new to the base or I'll process them, like going to another base, um, permanent change of station. I'm mostly handling their records, so admin stuff. Admin stuff, but it seems a lot of paperwork and record keeping. So correct me if I'm wrong, most of the things or the tasks that you handle are classified information of the people that you handle and the entire Air Force, I would say, or the ones that needs to, they would either move or they would get promoted. So you do have a crucial type of job. Yes. Well, thank you for giving us an insight of what you do. And how long have you been with the U.S. Air Force, Joseph? I've been in five years. I'm hitting my sixth this coming September. Wow. So your anniversary is up very soon. Do you yeah. still remember the exact date of your anniversary? September 13th is which I joined the Air Force. Okay, troopers. Joseph is my very first U.S. Air Force guest. So I am totally clueless of how are things done in the U.S. Air Force and, you know, the recruitment and the training per se before you enter. So I want to know first, before we head over to the training stuff, what was your reason for joining the military? So my cousin, he's a Navy. So he's a U.S. Navy. So he was an E-7 and now he commissioned to an officer. So he's really one of the main reasons I joined because I want to be like him. Back in Jersey, I did take the test already to become a Navy. Like I went to the recruiter. And then I realized, you know, I want to be something different. So even though I took the test, like the Navy, I went to the recruiting office, like for Air Force. And then, you know, I decided to join the Air Force instead. The main thing is I want to travel, you know, which is I'm already doing. So I'm really happy. And, you know, I've been to Turkey, Guam, Vegas. So this is my third base. The other thing too is um, when I first got in the U.S., I was working like in Dunkin' Donuts. You know, it's like a fast day. I'm not belittling them, but I'm just saying like, I need to be, you know, to find more better opportunities. So that's why I joined the military. And then I was only in the U.S. 11 months. And then I joined the military. Then, you know, after I graduated, I become a U.S. citizen right away. That was fast. I am curious though, because as what you've mentioned, I had a previous guest. It was Travis, I remember. Initially, he wanted to be part of the Marines, if I'm not mistaken, or the Army. But then there's a shift and then he joined the U.S. Navy. But in your case, because your cousin was with the U.S. Navy, of course, that was the exposure you had. So you initially wanted or thinking of joining the U.S. Navy. But then you decided to make a change. Why U.S. Air Force? Why not the U.S. Army and why not the U.S. Marines? Why the Air Force? So everyone, you know, um, all of them, they say it's either you choose Air Force or Navy because never choose Army or Marine Corps. That's like, I mean, they're great too, but, you know, they're in the front line. Their job is really hard. And they say always Air Force is for smart people. So <laughs> that's what they always say. <laughs> and I guess because you mentioned you love traveling. And though whichever military branch you join, you'll definitely travel whether you like it or not, right? But I guess the impression if you join 
either the U.S. Navy or the U.S. Air Force, it's automatic. You will really get to travel or the impression is you're going to travel a lot. But if it weren't for your cousin, what was your impression before you thought of joining the service? Do you think it was hard? Do you think it was, eh? Yeah, that's always, I think, like, uh, you know, every time I see someone in a uniform, I always you know, get amazed seeing them. I always think that it would be hard. It's like, you know, how it is in the movies, you know, they show the training. And we came from Philippines too. Like, we see our, like, how our Philippine military trains. But, you know, in Air Force, the training in Air Force is okay. It's really easy compared to other branches. I am curious because I've never heard from anybody else outside of the U.S. Navy how the boot camp training was. So can you describe to us your very first days in the boot camp when you joined the Air Force? Okay, so um, from New York, because that's where I, I enlisted. I went to the recruiter there. I flew um, to San Antonio, Texas. So that, that first time, I'll never forget that because we arrived there at 10 p.m. in Lachlan Air Force Base. And it's like a lot of us, right? Hundreds of us, you know, like, and they were in processing us. We didn't sleep until 3 a.m. So I was really tired. Day one, I didn't really like it at all already. I mean, who doesn't want to sleep you know, if you're tired like that? So the next day we start training. Uh, we wake up around like 5.30. So we're going to start running, push-ups sit-ups, different trainings. So the training of Air Force is really easy compared to other branches, and we don't need to swim like Navy, but I'm a good swimmer though, so I know I can pass Navy if I, you know. So in the Air Force, if you don't swim, what do you think was the hardest training you did at the boot camp? So for me, every time we take our test, it's just three components. It's just push-ups, sit-ups, and running. So push-up and sit-ups is really easy for me, but running is really hard for me. I don't like running. So when we did our test, it was like I barely passed on the run. I, I did 13 minutes, and the passing was 13.36. That was during the boot camp, but now if I run, I run 11 minutes. Because, you know, when I joined the camp, like, my body is not trained for that. And our boot camp is like seven weeks. During our boot camp, they kind of like, Tear gas ass, you know, so we they bring us into a room <laughs> and we have a gas. Okay. And they're going to start, you know, putting a tear gas on us and then we're going to remove our mask. It kind of affected like how I breathe too. I had a hard time breathing. So we did the tear gas like on the fifth week and we had to do the final test on the seventh from what I remember. But I was still having a hard time because like, it affected how I breathe. Even though I have a hard time running, I was thinking like, you know, I'll keep running. You know, I was just thinking I'm doing this for my family. But now I, I'm good at running now. I can run like around 11 minutes. I agree with you. I don't like running either, but I know it has very good benefit in our health and our body. But I won't be able to run as fast as you can. I'm sure about that. So good for you. I'm so proud of you after hearing that. Now that you've mentioned about your family, I'm very curious. Well, you were looking at your cousin as like, you know, you, you got inspired by your cousin. I'm sure your cousin is like an idol or something. But when you got to that point that you decided, okay, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to join. Who was the very first person that you told about you joining the military? Well, it's my sisters. So from what I told you before, I'm a triplet. Yes. <laughs> so one of my sisters, her name is Ronaline. 
she's the one who's really close to me and my siblings. So I told her, hey, I'm going to join the military. And she was so happy for me, you know, because, you know, she wants me to have a better career. So when I went to the recruiter, she was even there for me the whole time, the whole process of joining. She always goes with me to know. Because we had to take trains, like in New York. And, you know, I was new in the U.S. Of course, I didn't have a car like now. So she was there for me every time. That's so sweet. She's very supportive. So she wasn't really shocked at first. Like, what? Why? Nothing like that. She instantly said, yeah, go for it. Yes. But my other triplet, her name is Jewel. She got shot. You know, first she got scared. They always think, oh, they're going to send you to Afghanistan, to the war. It's not always like that. So, After your siblings, was that the time that you told your parents about it? Yes. So my dad, he always wanted me to join the military. He always sees my cousin and he's always proud to my cousin. My mom was really scared too at first. I mean, you know how moms are. Wow. Well, at least, you know, you really have a solid support group from your family from the very beginning. They really support what you want to do. It may sound intimidating, especially for the moms and for one of your sisters. But I guess at the back of their head, they know you can definitely do it. My next question would be, when you get to compare your life now that you're in the military for almost six years, and you compare your old Joseph, how was the change? Have you changed a lot? Yes, I changed a lot, especially in my physical appearance, because I was really skinny when I first got into U.S., and when I joined the military, that's where I started working out. I eat a lot. I can tell I was really immature before, but, you know, you meet a a lot of people, you get a lot of experience, stuff, so you will learn from it. And then before, too, as I told you, like, when I was working in Dunkin' Donuts, I can't even afford, I mean, it's hard, because, like, you know, you're not getting paid a lot. Compared to the military, like, you get a lot of benefits. Now, you know, I have my own car, but, like, if I'm still working in Dunkin' Donuts, there's no way I'm going to afford my own So with regards to the maturity as what you've said, you really realize the difference from how you were before? Yes, because because like before, like when I was a civilian, I don't have any filters. Like if I say something, you know, I don't really care who I tell it to. But now I meet a lot of people. Like in military, you meet different race. Start learning, okay, you need to have filters, how you talk to someone. That's good. At least you get to realize also the changes within yourself. Because there are people who really, they tend not to realize that right away. But for you, you did. So that is very nice. That is very good to hear. You've mentioned earlier that you have been in different countries. Were those considered deployments? No, because I've never been deployed before. My first base was Vegas, you know, just stateside. I was there for almost three years. My next base was Turkey. So it's a one-year tour. But even though it's not a deployment, we're still getting combat hazard pay because it's Turkey, you know, we're just next to Syria. I never had a chance to deploy, but I always wanted to, especially in Afghanistan. I always wanted to serve in Afghanistan. Did I really hear you say it, that you really want to go to Afghanistan? (laughs) Yes, I know it sounds crazy, but... For me, because I joined the military, you know, I want to do surgery at least once. I, so when I retire, yeah, I can tell you, yeah, I've been to Afghanistan. You're the second person I heard to say that you wanted to be 
deployed and like in the war zone. The other person I heard say that is my husband. <laughs> I don't know what to feel, but yeah, I guess I'm trying to understand like it feels that if you've joined the service, that is the satisfaction of, you know, being able to really serve the country, I guess, if you look at it that way. So I'm trying my best to really understand it in that sense. But I know there's a lot of, paano ba sa English yung kakabahan ka talaga? There's a lot of nervousness and, you know, crazy things that people, especially us military dependents, that we would feel if that happened. Other than, you know, the the wishful thinking that you want to be assigned in Afghanistan or in a war zone for your next assignment. I'm not sure is it also the same with the US Air Force that you get to bid where you want to go next or they will just assign it to you whether you like it or not you're going to go there. You can get to bid so you will have an option to put eight different bases that you want to. So you can put all eight different overseas assignments. So I'm trying to go to Korea next. I love Korea. I want to go there too. So how long are you still staying in Guam? So I got here December. I'm only here for two years. So I'm leaving December 2023. December of 2023. I see. Okay. And you're trying to bid for Korea. What if you don't get Korea? What's your second choice? So it's either Korea, um, Japan, Germany, Belgium, or UK. So I have those other options as well. That is good to, you know, to look forward to. I know you're very excited as well to go to more places because you're a travel bug. I'm curious, Joseph, when was the last time that you've seen your family in person? This podcast is powered by Anchor.fm. Making a podcast is free and easy with Anchor.fm. So it's last year. I was still stationed in Turkey during the time. Then I decided to take leave. So it's August of 2021. I went back home to New Jersey and I, I took one month of leave. But they're coming here this December to visit me. They'll be here for uh, Christmas and New Year. Yay! So one complete family. I'm sure they're all very excited. That's good. With that being said, how do you see yourself, Joseph, let's say 10 years from now? Would you still be in the military or not? Why and why not? I'll still be in the military. I want to do 20 years because I'm hitting my six years already. I'm enjoying military so far. So my goal is to go to Korea, Japan, and Germany. There'll be six years of my career. So for me, I just want to keep traveling the world. I like the benefits because right now I'm doing school too. Because I know if I get out of the military, I'm not prepared for it. You know, I need to get my bachelor's first so I can be ready. So I need to be smart enough to just stay first. But I'm about to do 20 years and then retire at 38 and then do another government job, you know, and then retire again. So I'll have two pensions. So that's my plan. I am very impressed, Joseph. I mean, the outlook that you have right now, I'm sure when you look back, you know, looking back and talking back to the younger Joseph, if you agree with me or not, but it may not be that kind of planning, you know, the life planning. That's good. If I may ask, so what are you, what are you taking up? Because you said you're also into school. 
taking uh, mechanical engineering. When I was in Philippines, I took mechanical engineering university place when I was in college in Philippines. But, you know, I had to stop because we had to move to the U.S. Okay, so you have your life planned for the next 10 years. And let's put it as your career. And you have a fallback. You have a plan B already that if things wouldn't really work out or probably it will work out for the military, you stay there for 20 years and you wanted to go out after or even before, you have a career for as a civilian, which is as a mechanical engineer. Probably my next question would be about the love life. So you have all planned out about your career. So have you planned out everything about your love life? I'm single right now, but I'm I'm courting someone though right now. So I've been talking to her for a month, but we're not, we're, you know, she's not my girlfriend yet. Is she also in the service? No, she's a civilian. Okay, she's a civilian. But you've met this girl through common friends, through a family. How? Tinder. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? I'm just happy because I had guests. I don't know if you've listened to that episode already of mine, Joseph, but I had guests. They're now engaged, but they started off in a dating app. So one is a U.S. Navy chief and then the other one is a civilian. So for this this girl, did you tell her already that you are with the U.S. Air Force? Yeah, she was really amazed to me because... Um... The first time in the military, and I do Muay Thai, you know, martial arts, and I can cook. So, you know, <laughs> those are like good points, you know. <laughs> she was really amazed to me. And this girl, is she a foreigner or is she also a Filipino? She's Filipina, but she was born and raised here in Guam, so she doesn't really speak Tagalog. She is in Guam? And you've met her already in person? Yes, I do. Oh, that's so nice. That's great to hear. You know, if things work out, it won't be a long distance relationship for now. Well, of course, while you're here. But I'm very happy to hear that. So to my lady troopers out there who are still single, it's a little bit of bad news for you girls because Joseph is kind of seeing somebody already. Okay. And you are doing Muay Thai. I'm familiar with Muay Thai. I don't do it. I'm familiar with it. But how long have you been doing this? Has it even been before you joined the service? Can you tell us more about why Muay Thai of all the martial arts? I just started this year, actually, when I got here in Guam. And I decided to do, do Muay Thai because Muay Thai is kind of like an MMA, mixed martial arts. You use your face, elbow, your knee. You kick someone, so it's all around. So it's not like boxing. Boxing is a good defense tool, you know. But for me, I want to learn just using my hands. Is that also, I mean, are you really into sports or into, you know, this fitness journey ever since? I'm not really big team of sports. So the main reason why I want to do Muay Thai, because for me, it's like, I'm too nice. <laughs> I'm really a nice person. For me, like, you know, because if you're too nice, people sometimes, you know, they will take advantage of you. So for me, like, okay, I want to build my, you know, your self-esteem, your confidence that you, if you need to, and you know, you know how to use it. 
that's why I decided to, you know, to learn martial arts. Do you think that you can also, you know, give credit to what you've learned in the military so that people will not use you or abuse you unlike before? Yes, yes. Because um, it's, it, I mean, it's everywhere. It's not just military, you know, people will try, always try to take advantage of you. That's true. So with going for the Muay Thai, it gives a different impression. Like people will think twice of abusing you or let's say tricking you when they have an idea. Oh my goodness, Joseph knows how to do Muay Thai. <laughs> I'd think twice doing something bad to you, right? Okay, well, that's good. Is it also a way for you to take care of your mental health, Joseph? Because as far as I know, in the military, there are a lot of people who kind of struggle when it comes to their journey in the military. I don't know with the U.S. Air Force. You tell me if, you know, there are people who are really having difficulty dealing with the U.S. Air Force tasks. But in the military in general, I heard that there's a lot who are struggling with their mental health and have mental health issues. So for you, how do you take care of your mental health? Yeah, so, so you're right with that. Every person has a different way to take care of their mental health. And it's kind of uh, sad to say uh, in military, we have a lot of people with stress. Like we have a lot of suicides. So Muay Thai is one of the ways for me like to take care of like, my stress. You know, if, I want, if I'm tired, I know I will be still tired. I'll be more tired if I do Muay Thai. But, you know, I feel happy when I do it. I get relaxed when I do Muay Thai because it's something that I want to do. Before, how I cope with my stress, I mean, sometimes I'm just going to play video games or lift weights in the gym. So I don't play anymore like I used to. So it's kind of like me transition to Muay Thai a lot more. It's really more of, I think, an interaction, like interaction with other people helps more than just you know, playing by yourself or focusing yourself with video games at what you've said, it's still different if you have other people around you. And in your case, with the Muay Thai, it's not just interaction, but it teaches you other things. Can you give me some of the things that Muay Thai teaches you as a person, other than, of course, like self-defense? You know, it's always to make you a discipline and your respect for other person you know you always need to respect uh, everyone you don't know what they can do to you so no matter what you just need to respect everyone because like not everyone who's really nice think that they cannot do something about it if they need to and for me like even though i know how to you know defend myself because i know a lot of people like when they start learning how to do martial arts they get start to get you know big head they start to you know to be like an, uh, you know, an ass, ass, and you know, and I don't like that. That's the main thing I don't want me to to become. The way you talk, you talk such like a mature man. I admire that kind of trait in you, Joseph. So keep it up. Don't don't lose that kind of behavior and that discipline. And if you can, of course, pass it on to your other friends. You know and teach them how to be a gentleman. I'm assuming, of course, you are a very good gentleman. So your parents raised you well, I will say. Okay, so my next question would be, you've mentioned about respect for others and the discipline. With regards to 
the society, the other people around you, the civilians, is there anything that, you know, for people around you who are not in the service, is there anything that you try to ask for them, for them to have a better understanding of what we go through in our military life? I think the only thing that I will say, because when I was stationed in Las Vegas, people start uh, protesting. They want to close one of our bases there. So they always say it's loud, the jets are loud. But for me, like, you know, we're like doing this because of for you guys, you know, we're trying to serve the U.S. That's true. It's hard, especially considering that you, or let's just say us in the military world, you have chosen this kind of lifestyle because you wanted to serve the public. You know, you're kind of sacrificing your own life, your own time to be with your family, to be with your loved ones. And you're giving this away to serve them, to serve the country. And unfortunately, there are people who don't understand that you're just doing your jobs. Yes, it may be annoying. It may be noisy. But if war comes, if terrorist attacks, then you would appreciate this kind of noise, right? Your positions as an active duty, it's very challenging. You tend to play roles for civilians and then for your own command. It's really challenging. For the people with mental health issues in the military, uh, Joseph, what do you think would they need? For them to feel okay, what help do you think do they need? So we have a big suicide rate in military. For most of the time, it's because of their job. You know how stressful is it? And most of the time, I mean, the other that contribute to this factor too is like bad leadership. I seen it a lot already. So having a bad leadership is one who really destroys you. So for I, for me in my career, I'm so lucky that I always have good leadership. I love my work. I love what I do. You know, I wake up and I don't complain. But if, you know, if I have a bad leadership, that will really affect how I perform my work. So the main, the really main thing for me is having a good leadership. They need to understand their own, their own people. You know, they think that they need to take care and they need to show that they care because they always say the mission comes first, but the job is always going to be there no matter what. But you know, if someone like, try to take their lives, and then the next day, there's a replacement already. For me, I think like it's just the, the leadership needs to you know, do better for our military folks. That is heartfelt. I felt that message that you said. It is really something that, you know, you have to be human. You have to be empathetic with the people around you. If you're the leader, then please be a little more understanding to the needs of these people under you. And probably for the majority of the people in the military, I guess it would also help that they voice out their concerns. Do you agree with that? That would definitely help a lot. Okay. So I guess, Joseph, my last question for you would be, it's kind of half and half. So one is, what is your message to your family and friends who are always there to support you with all your endeavors, especially here that you've joined the military? That's my question number one. My follow-up question would be, what is your message to your co-airmen 
what would be your message to them on how can they hold on with the military life and also, you know, the military families, not just the spouses, the mothers, the fathers, the siblings. I'd like to ask your message to them as well. So those two. Okay, so first for my family, I want to say I love you. My dad, my mom, my siblings, they're always there for me on the day one. If I have any problem, they always try to help me. So especially when I was in Turkey, I was stressed a lot when I was there. They were there all the time for me, trying to help me. And they even told me like, hey, you know, let's go home. That's when I went home last year. My dad paid for my tickets because it's just like my leadership during the time for temporarily, it was not good. So I was, every time I think it's work, 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 even if I'm sleeping, I know this might sound a little bit like I even always dream about work. So during, that's kind of like the most stressful time in my, in my career. I was able to uh, face it because my family was there. They got to call me every time. You know, they always motivate me. So same thing with my friends. They did that too. They always there for me. Um, they were supporting me. They say like other people have been in a position and they were able to do it. So, you, you know, you're better than them and then you can, you can face it. Yeah. So that's my message for my family and friends. And for my call, uh, military person, as I told you, um, I've been here for five. I'm always been always uh, respectful because I see a lot of people in the military that they're disrespectful. And that's all, that was always a thing I hate in there, you know. I'm a staff sergeant, so I'm already like an NCO that I kind of like be a, a supervisor role. So for me, I always try to teach them, hey, you need to be more respectful, especially the young ones, because it's a different generation. I know I'm only 24, but the younger generations are, it's because it's different now, you know. I cannot really compare mine to them, but, you know, they tend to complain a lot just for simple stuff. So I think they just need to understand like they're in the military now. It's not like you're in a civilian. So I don't really understand to why people complain for small stuff too if they join the military. And for the parents, there's not really I can tell us. It's just like, you know, thank you for always supporting your, your kids, you know, your grandsons, your daughters. I really appreciate that. Like I think I can you know survive the military if, if it's not for, you know, my family there. They're always there for me. That is so sweet. Thank you, Joseph, for that wonderful messages for, you know, all the walks of people, all the walks of life that surrounds you. I really agree with how you said things. At the end of the day, it's really choosing to be kind and being respectful. You know, respect begets respect, as what they say, right? So... You really need to be respectful in order for, you know, for you to be respected. And it's vice versa. And as for your message to your family, I felt that. I kind of imagined how your struggle was in Turkey at the time that you said. And I'm sure your dad, he wouldn't think twice, no matter how much the cost would be of the, the flight and whatever expenses. No, it's for you. And they love you so much that they just want to take you out of that, you know, stressful place for just a short break because they know that you need it and you survived because of them. So good job with that. So thank you so much, Joseph, for your time. And I really hope that you feel better very soon. Thank you. Thank you. 
Yeah, please post more, you know, pictures and stories in your IG. You know, I I always look forward to your next adventures. Thank you, thank you. I'm fascinated with the life that you're doing. And yes, feel free to do what you want to do in life as long as, of course, it's good, it's legal, and it, it would be beneficial for you. So thank you so much, Joseph, for your time. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. It's I had fun. It's really good. I'm so happy to hear that, Joseph. So, And to our troopers, I just want to say thank you again for staying with us and for listening to this episode. And if you have any questions, either to me or to Joseph as an Air Force, please do message us or message me in my Facebook page, Mommy Reg, or in my IG account. And I will answer you as soon as possible. So thank you. Thank you so much for your time, troopers. Always remember, choose to be kind. Bye, guys. Afterthought on the Military Family is a proud member of the Rumble Royale Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. If you are new here and enjoyed this episode, Please follow the podcast by tapping the bell to be notified of new episodes. This helps military families who want to live their best lives find the show. And if you would like to share your story, please connect with us through our Facebook page, Mommy Reg. And we would love for you to be part of the show. Remember, you are not alone. Until next time!